everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, we have our season preview of the Kentucky football schedule. We're going to go through and predict all 12 games that the Wildcats will play. Uh, will one of us pick them to go 12-0? and 0? It remains to be seen. Well, uh, it won't be me, so we will see if it's you who picks them to go twelve and zero. But Sean, one of our uh, probably most fun episodes of the year, I would say, at least at least for us two. I, hopefully, the people listening enjoy it too. But I, I've always enjoyed uh, this episode, and you know what? I don't. Do you remember what we picked last year? What you? I don't. I can't remember what. I, I don't think I picked nine wins. I'm almost certain I didn't pick nine wins. I, I would say I probably picked eight. Would be my guess. I was you ten and two by accident and changed it to nine and three. That's right. We went through one by one, and eventually you were at like eleven and one, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I well, I think I think I was like at ten and two, and I was like, yeah, I didn't mean to do this. They're going to lose to so and so, and then I took one off the board, and I can't remember who it was though. Well, they did but, get ten, uh, of course, with the bowl game, so they went ten and well, three last year. And I remember when we were talking, we were banking on them winning one of two versus Florida or LSU, and I think we both picked. LSU maybe was the game that they were yeah, going to win. I, I don't I don't remember exactly how it was, but I know that we went into that stretch thinking, okay, just just win one of them. Hell, they won both of them, well, and we're undefeated a, going to Georgia. Yeah, that's a great point about preseason schedules too, because you know last year that stretch right there for South Carolina, Florida, LSU, and Georgia, we all talked about like that was probably going to be the toughest stretch of the season. Hindsight, you know, South Carolina was better than expected. Kentucky won like we thought they would. And then Florida and LSU both fired fired their coaches and probably no small part because they lost to Kentucky, really. I mean, Ogeron was probably headed that way anyway. But for Mullen and Florida, it seemed like the spiral really got started uh, whenever L- uh, Florida lost to Kentucky. And then, of course, the Georgia game was was big. I, I can't remember. Did I can't remember if we picked Kentucky to win at Mississippi State. Uh, I think I do remember having the conversation of needing to win that game just because it had been so long in the SEC West, uh, West streak. But whole new slate this year, different challenges uh, within this schedule. Um, but as always, Kentucky, 12 games, four non-conference, eight, eight regular season. For now, we'll see what happens when CSEC expands, if, if the schedule formatting will, will be the same or different. But, Sean, we're not far off. We're less than a month away from, from Miami, Ohio, and, and Kentucky. You got any, uh, any upset picks there? Uh, no. <laughs> I think Kentucky <laughs> – I think Kentucky wins that game, and I think last year we went through those games and just, you know, Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State, Northern yeah. Illinois, and kind of group those together. I don't know if you want to do that or actually go game by game, on which we didn't really talk about it before we got on here. No. Uh, but, no, I, I think Kentucky wins that one in the opener, uh, uh, especially at home. It's a, That's a 7 p.m. game too, right? Yeah. Like, when's the, when's the last time the season opener was at night when it was at home? It's been a – Yes, I believe you're right. Yeah. Southern Miss. Oh, don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> hey, they went back to back years there. I know the Louisiana game in 15 was was also a night game at home to open the season. No, you're you're right. We, we if you're like me, those three FBA or uh, non Power Five plus FCS, I'm gonna pick Kentucky to win all. I would want to make a note though. Um, Youngstown State is a, is a t- pretty much in rough shape but in terms of miami ohio and northern illinois these were two teams that were both picked to win their side of the mac well so, i was going to ask you which one do you look at and do you have it, uh, one that's could be closer of the three which one is it well if you had I, to pick one i think northern illinois and the reason i say that is because northern illinois is 
one, I think maybe a better team anyway, the Miami, Ohio. Um, but also it's once the season's getting going and yeah, Ole Miss the next week and you got a, a stretch coming up. Um, Miami, Ohio, I think they're going to be locked in just because it's obviously you have one more time to game plan, but two, it's also the first game. So you're not, you know, you're not typically you don't overlook teams in the opener, right? Like you could say, yeah, Florida's the next week, but like everybody's geared up for that first game and you're going to be locked in and, the challenges with the first game, as always, is you you got different guys in different roles from years prior, and just the fact you know you're not played a, a real football game, even for the guys that are returning, you've not played since January, so there's always some things that can get a little bit weird in first games. But I think this offense and defense will both be pretty locked in, and I think Kentucky, <clears throat> excuse me, is like a 21 point favorite in that game. Uh, as of right now, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna. Three and zero in those games. So, really, I guess we can start out Florida, which will be, uh, I think, a chance for for a huge statement game starting the season. Yeah, it's it's a big statement game too for Billy Napier. Honestly, that's yeah. starting out the gates right there. And when when you look at and just a side note here, have you pulled up Florida's schedule? I have looked yeah. at it. it yeah. It's six of their first seven games are at home, and then seven of their first eight are at home or at a neutral site game versus Georgia. Like it's one of the craziest schedules. When you look at it, they they go to Knoxville on the 24th of September, but they open with Utah, Kentucky, and South Florida there as home games. But I think that given Kentucky's success that they've had against Florida, and I, I know that they've let a couple of games get away in the Mark Stoops era, but this is one of the teams that when they line up with Kentucky, I'm not sure that there's many teams out there that Mark Stoops has more confidence playing against or matching up against than Florida. And I think that this is a huge statement game for Kentucky. I think it's the obviously it's the big SEC game right off the bat. We know what beating Florida does for Kentucky's football schedule and their record every single year. I'm picking Kentucky by ten on the road. Ooh. Well, I, I, I don't know the answer to this. I would be curious to know what year Florida scheduled this game with Utah because <laughs> they happened to catch Utah uh, pretty safe preseason top ten team, probably in the AP poll whenever it gets released. But I've seen them as high as top five in some rankings from some other services. So this is a, a highly thought of team. Utah made it to the Rose Bowl last year, played a, a great game. I mean, offensively, if you feel like points, their bowl game against Ohio State last year was one of the more exciting games of bowl season. Um, actually took place the same day as uh, the Citrus Bowl, I believe, I want to say, or maybe it was uh, – I remember watching it in Orlando. I guess I can't remember exactly what day it was. But um, this is a tricky game for me to pick because I, th- I think – I want to pick Kentucky to win. I, I felt like that was a game all off season that was kind of a one that I I felt like Kentucky had a great chance because you're, you're getting a new coaching staff and Florida. I think Florida's got a pretty solid maybe first string on both sides of the ball, depending on how much you like Anthony Richardson at quarterback. But I do feel like Kentucky's roster is is you might be able to argue better. And I know Florida fans would probably think that's crazy, but in terms of like the depth where Kentucky is in terms of Will Levis. I mean, is, is Anthony Richardson significantly better than – depends on who you talk to in terms of how people view these quarterbacks. Those are probably two guys that – Levis might be a little bit more polarizing because he's got more of a body of work, but there are people who talk about Anthony Richardson like he can carry Florida to, to nine or ten wins this season, <laughs> depending on who you talk to. Yeah. I guess – Go ahead. Go, go. Well, I was going to say, maybe I'm feeling a little crazy about picking Kentucky by ten, but it just – it feels like that – to me that that's a huge statement game you've got will levis who's got all this hype that's that's really the first opportunity to go out and kind of showcase it on that national stage 
it's a not game. And I know it's still going to be humid. There's still going to be those cramps, but I think Kentucky dodged a bullet by this being a night game that early in the season. If that's a noon kick or a one o'clock kick or something like that, then I think it would have been the Florida heat. But it's it's 7 p.m. I think Kentucky dodges a bullet there as well. Yeah, and two things I would say offensively. One, we we don't really know at this point the status of Chris Rodriguez. I, I guess the way I would read that situation is he was with the team yesterday for media day. Like he's clearly playing this season. It's just we don't really know if there's going to be a suspension and that might change kind of how you view it. Cause you would love to have that guy. If you got a lead in the fourth quarter in the swamp, I mean, it's would be a luxury. If, if Chris doesn't have any fumble problems to turn and just hand the ball off to him and let him grind it down similar to kind of what Kentucky did in 2018 with Benny. I mean, they just went heavy Benny there in the fourth quarter when they had a lead and it paid off. Second thing, Will Levis did not play well against Florida last year. Um, you could actually say it was one of his worst games in the SEC was against Florida. He, I would hope that he would kind of have a chip on his shoulder for that. I know Kentucky won. That's ultimately what what mattered most. But I don't think he even threw for 100 yards, did he, against Florida? And um, no. like 41 of those yards came on a screen pass that Wondell took to the house. So he also threw a pick that game. Um, it wasn't good. It was not good for, for Will. I'm pulling up the stats right now. Just uh, – Get the full look as, at these numbers. That was a heck of a play, by the way, that Wandell made. It was. Yeah, so he went seven for 17 passing for 87 yards last year. So, um, wasn't good. So, I hope, you know, the good news is Will has had experience on the road in big games, played at Georgia last year. Uh, you know, Mississippi State's always an interesting atmosphere with the cowbells. It's loud. Um, Vanderbilt didn't really offer up much last year. I'm forgetting the other road game last season. Uh Oh, South Carolina. So, yeah, like these are – this won't be a new atmosphere to him, but I hope it's a game that he looks at and, and, and circles. Here's the thing, Sean. If I pick a win here, I think I might end up going higher on the total than what I expected to pick. So, to hell with so, it. I'll pick a win anyway. Kentucky wins at Florida. <laughs> two, two, years in so, a row, two years in a row they get a W against the Gators. So, Kentucky's 4-0 through September with both of us. Well, that's the problem because I'm going to have them at like eight and oh, seven and oh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, yeah, that's 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 where I'm trending to. Well, and see, uh, see, we're going to Ole Miss right here. And what I was trying to get at, like, I think when you look at the circle of uh, the schedule as a whole, I think you circle like these these road games. Like, I think they really need to split at least minimum at Florida and at Ole Miss. But I actually feel better about them winning at Ole Miss than I do at, at Florida. And that might be a flip for me from, from where it was. And and the one big difference is Ole Miss is it's going to be in October. So like they'll have some time to work out some kinks. But if you've heard any comments from Lane Kiffin this offseason, he's like tapped the bricks pretty hard on them a few times in terms of the hype. Uh, they lost their offensive coordinator, which Lane is obviously heavily involved regardless in the offense. But it sounds like they have some quarterback issues like Dart maybe hasn't been as good as they expected. But they did bring in a great portal class, and uh, they've had some guys on defense who have been there for a while. It, I don't know. <laughs> but I, and you've been th- and you've been thinking about this too. Well, here's the thing too. If I, like I said, I feel better about them winning at Atlanta than I do at Florida, so I guess I got to pick pick them. I'll, let me go ahead and preface this by saying though, I don't, I'm not sure that they're really going to realistically be two, four, six, seven, and 0 going to Tennessee. And I have some other comments to make about South Carolina and Mississippi state, but well, what do you see on Ole Miss? Uh, I'm going, I actually have Kentucky seven and 0 going through Tennessee. <laughs> like that's actually, 
where I have them. So I'm going Kentucky over Ole Miss. I think it's going to be a close game. In my gut, though, I do feel like Kentucky will drop one of those two. It wouldn't shock me, I guess, if they drop one of the two versus Florida or Mississippi. But then I guess, again, that it wouldn't really surprise me if they win the first one at Florida that they can't find a way to win the second one on the road at Ole Miss. I think that road game at Florida in week two prepares them for a tough road game and a road environment at Ole Miss, a place where Kentucky's not been in more than a decade. I just I'm, – I'm going off of that. I, I really think that uh, Kentucky gets at least one of those, but I've got them winning both. The, the South Carolina-Mississippi State games is like whenever I talk to people, just whenever we're chatting or whatever, like does this seem to you – I know you have conversations too about UK football outside of this podcast, obviously. Like because Kentucky has been so good against South Carolina under Stoops and they've been so good at home against Mississippi State since 2015 – I almost feel like this game, these games really aren't being talked about hardly at all when it comes to win-loss. Like, I think it's just assumed Kentucky's going to win. And I think that's kind of dangerous thinking this year. I'm not totally all in on the South Carolina hype. Like, I feel like Kentucky's going to beat South Carolina at home. Like, I would be surprised if Kentucky – I wouldn't be shocked, but I would be, like, surprised because they've been so good. They've not lost at home under Stoops. Um, And I really just think that South Carolina will have to take a, a pretty big leap to be able to come in here in, in this kind of season with what Kentucky has back and, and win. But Mississippi State, I just can't get out of my head what they did to UK last year. And I know it was in Starkville and things were crazy and they had a bunch of – UK had a bunch of turnovers. But Will Rogers, didn't he set a record that night for completion percentage yeah. or something? I mean, maybe Kentucky's in, in better shape there. I, when we look at these first seven games, though, man, like it's really – I don't think they'll go 7-0. and I know it seems like that's what I've just picked. But – I think it's it's likely they lose one or two. It's just hard for me, and I think it probably is a statement to where UK has come that like there's there's no clear losses in these there's first not. seven games. I mean, like if you want to pick UK to to win all seven, or really even if you want to pick UK to be like three and three in a way, like it's hard. Like I would be surprised. Like that's what SEC Mike picked to yeah. or no, sorry, yeah, yeah, three and three. So it'd be losing to South Carolina. So in the first seven, I mean, like if you picked them to be four and three. And they're not going to be 0-3 in the league either. That was my my thing. They're not losing yeah. all three of those yeah. league games. I don't see it. But could you see yeah. a scenario where they're 1-3 and three to start the SEC? If you lost at Florida at Ole Miss, then you only split against South Carolina and Mississippi State? If you lose at Florida, then I do think there's a scenario where they're four – they'd be 4-3 and three overall or 3-– and what would they be? Is that six games? Four yeah, and three. six games. Well, through the first – yeah. With the, they have the Count three – so counting Mississippi State in that, right? If you count Mississippi State, it's seven. Okay, all right. So through South Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, they'd be yeah. I could see it. I, I could see them being four and two in that stretch, but one and two in the league. If yeah, they lose at Florida, yeah, it is it is possible. If they lose at Florida, that, and that Florida game is the one that every time that they've had the good season, that they've won nine games, ten with a bowl win, they've beaten Florida, and it's always so early in the schedule. It, it's back to where it has been for years last year it was in october mm-hmm. this year it's back in early september that first league game that sets them up that sets the table for where they go beyond it and then you look at that old miss game there the first saturday in october that's a big one but the two that we're talking about south carolina mississippi state it's an important part of the schedule because if you do kind of slip up and lose a game or a second game they're early in those first five you lose one of those three, and then you're back 
and you're starting to bring seven and five, eight and four mm-hmm. and stuff and play again, you got to win those first two big home games. And, and I think that's why they get them because I think the fan base is going to be so geared up for an SEC opponent coming to town back-to-back weeks. And I think the environment's going to be really, really electric. That's a great point on South Carolina because um, it – I, I don't really like how the schedule sets up in that regard, but I, it could be very advantageous, especially if Kentucky's off to a really hot start. Because I, I just think maybe by the time that the Northern Illinois game gets there, like it's the third home game, fourth game overall, but like the crowd will be juiced up for Miami, Ohio, just because it's been so long since football. It's a new team out there. Like the, the home opener is always energetic. Youngstown State, everybody's going to go in with the expectation that UK is going to win by a lot. I assume they're going to win by a lot. And then Northern Illinois, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a tricky MAC team, projected to be pretty good, but still it's the same situation. You expect that UK is going to win by multiple touchdowns. Like how much juice is there going to be? And that, that might be a noon game too, like who knows? So I could see where that one gets tricky, but I think you're right. On the South Carolina game, as long as Kentucky's, you know, at worst they're going to be what, three and three and two, we would think. Yeah. Uh, if they happen to lose that Florida and Ole Miss, like you're still going to feel like there's some hope in the season. And it, actually you can make an argument that game's even more important because you don't want to start on three in the sec. So that's another a good point about South Carolina is uh, it, I just think it would take a real clunker to lose to those guys this year. Um, Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, and and I think so too. And I've got them beating Mississippi State at home, and a, a big reason. Mississippi State's schedule, Kentucky's right there sandwiched between Mississippi State playing Texas A&M, hosting Arkansas and A&M back-to-back weeks, and then playing at Kentucky, and then a road trip to Alabama right on the hills of that. Like, that's a brutal stretch of football to to me, and and Kentucky's right there before they go on the road to Alabama, and then right off the hills of hosting, like I said, A&M and Arkansas. So that that feels like that one, man. Yeah, and and, every, and that's every time Kentucky has a big year or something is going good for them, other than obviously 2018 when they just dominated Mississippi State at home. I mean, I go back to to my childhood and, and the, the game at home, the homecoming game there at, at Commonwealth Stadium after they'd beaten LSU, then lost to Florida. They played horrible against Mississippi State. Last year, off the loss to Georgia and, and things, they, they lose at Mississippi State, the worst performance by far of the season. A little bit nervous about that one as well, especially if they're having some success. If they've had some success and they've had and they're riding this high, then you don't want that letdown because you know what's coming on the back half of the schedule. And, and there's some tough games on the back half, obviously the road trip to Tennessee and Georgia, which we'll get to in a moment. But I am worried about those games there 
just from a letdown standpoint because it, it just feels like it's not the same level of teams, but it's teams that can beat you if you don't play well. Absolutely. Yeah. And we saw it last year. Mississippi State yeah. controlled and did anything they wanted to do against that defense. It was uh, – I actually went back and watched that over the summer. That was, I mean, it was nightmarish, that game. Like They couldn't do anything. Bad. Yeah, it was just – it was bad. Um, you know, in that first half, though, Kentucky, they were right there. I mean, Levis obviously threw the two interceptions there in the first half. Uh, then it just got into a comedy of errors there in the third quarter where they just turned it over on back-to-back plays and deep into Mississippi State territory. That effectively ended the game right there. But Kentucky had the ball – in the fourth quarter down 31 17 and was driving somewhat like it wasn't it was gonna take a lot but really it's it was just the turnovers and just the fact that it was like death by a thousand paper cuts with just the dink and dunk all game long uh that made it so rough but i would actually go as far to say and this might be i'm trying not to be hot taking on these but like i think mississippi state's maybe one of the tougher games in that first seven like i i, I could see when we look back on the season Mississippi State at home being a tougher game than at Ole Miss. I'm I'm ready to fade Ole Miss, man. I really am. Like I think Kentucky yeah. would, would win. I think Kentucky's going to win the game at Ole Miss. And and beating both Mississippi schools would be it'd, be, it'd go a long ways towards having a big year. And it's possible. I mean, you you which one of the two? Let me ask you this: Do you like how it is road trip to Ole Miss home game versus Mississippi State? Well, history would show regardless, it's an automatic L wherever they play in the SEC West. So <laughs> that's true. Uh, understood. And yeah, and if the, even when they go to the state, it's always a loss. So <laughs> yeah. So I guess that I guess it probably should factor that in just historically if they did win at Ole Miss. I'm saying it's the easier game of the two. And well, they've not they've not won an SEC West game under Mark Stoops. So I don't know. Maybe I should have thought harder about the schedule, what I was going to pick, because I'm being wishy Well, here. you get – and I think – no, and, yeah, we're probably coming off and everybody's going to be like, what the hell are these two guys talking about today? But when you look at it, this is – and you brought it up earlier. There's just no surefire games that you look at and say, yeah, that team's beating Kentucky. Kentucky doesn't have a chance at beating this team. And I think that that makes it so much more difficult to pick, because I remember as a kid, you'd be like, man, Vandy's a win right there. you got to win that one, and then you pick the three – non-conference games and he tried to to find two more wins on the schedule somewhere but you always had those well that's a loss that's a loss this is a loss it's not like that anymore and it makes it a lot harder to pick because like you said you could see I could see them lose at Florida I could see them lose right. at Mississippi State or drop one of those two to you know a game at Mississippi State or the game at Ole Miss but then again I could as, as easily as I could give you a scenario why I think they might lose it I could give you an even stronger one why I think they'd win it this is tough. This is tough. The first loss I have them getting is on the road at Knoxville, though. That's my first loss. Yeah. Well, I'm going to revise my first seven and say <laughs> I'm going to say they're they're five and two. And I'm going to say the losses. I'm going to say they lose at Florida, but they do pick up that first win on the road in the SEC West at Ole Miss. And I'm going to say they don't play well against Mississippi State. So. I have them at five and two, and I'm not picking them to lose in Knoxville. So I'm going to say they win at Tennessee. Only only reason I'm not picking them to win there is I've not seen them win there with the stadium full. Nah. In 2020, that place was dead over there that day. 
I don't have to put any logic into what I'm saying. I'm just I'm not gonna elaborate. I'm gonna say UK wins at Tennessee and we're moving on to Missouri. <laughs> so I okay. got, I got the cats at six and two. Missouri could be tricky. Now they have some serious quarterback problems, like maybe the worst quarterback situation in the SEC East, honestly. Like at least Vanderbilt knows who its quarterback is and Mike Wright. I don't think Missouri has very many good options, and I don't think they know who they're going to choose. That is a horrible place to play. The crowd's awful. Uh, Kentucky's played well there once under Stoops in 2016, played very well. Um, One by miracle, let's just be, call it what it was, like a scenario that almost never happens for UK football, and they managed to take advantage of it, but they played pretty bad for most of that game. The defense was tremendous. Let's, let me just say the offense is pretty bad because the defense put together one of the best performances uh, literally I've ever seen from Kentucky football, probably the best, not giving up a first down to what was a pretty good uh, Missouri offense that year with Drew Lockett quarterback. And then, of course, in 2020, it was the COVID year, John Schlarman, it was the first game he wasn't at. And it was another one of those frustrating games. I guess I would compare it to, to last year's Mississippi State game where it just felt like you had chances and you just kept squandering it. And Missouri had that ridiculous, like, what, 20-something play drive? Where I don't think they even scored, <laughs> but it was like a 22-play yeah. <laughs> drive. It was just one of those weird games. And Kentucky played awful. I think Kentucky's much better than Missouri, especially with Missouri's QB problem. But there are some positions on Missouri that are strong, particularly wide receiver. Could be a really good group for them. I have a hard time picking Kentucky losing there, which would put put it as – what do I have in that? You'd have them at seven, right? Is that seven and two? That's right. Yep, that's right. I wanted them. Good. And I would have them at eight and one because I'm I'm picking Kentucky to win that game at Missouri. I think that 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 game is turned into a little bit of a. I just don't think Kentucky fans really like Missouri. <laughs> and yeah, that is a weird rivalry game, kind of blocked because that uh, dude from Missouri was how much he hated UK, and I I would not have predicted this whenever Missouri came to the league. No, those two teams wouldn't like each other. <laughs> It's the most boring road trip in the SEC. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking awful. it doesn't even feel like an SEC game to me. They've been in the league a decade, and I still don't even feel like they're a part of the league. And basketball, <laughs> football, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, that's still a game, though, that, like, if – It's a swing don't game. Let them, don't let them hang around. Like, that would be my thing because it's just a weird place. So, I got my 7-2, Vanderbilt the next week. We talked about this, I think, on a recent pod, right, where yeah, somehow the Vanderbilt at game at home has been much closer. But – Clark Lee, I'm interested to see how Vanderbilt fares this year because they have they've like committed to a true long term vision to try to help that program and just try to be, you know, just uh competitive and they they might come in there and then you know play a little bit better than expected. But in a season where Kentucky's as good as it appears it's gonna be this year, they're not gonna lose at home to Vanderbilt. So I got them at eight and two there. Yeah, and I, I guess I've got them at nine and one. <laughs> so. I managed to get UK to nine. My goal was to get it to nine and three. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I've got to lose into Georgia. Don't think that's one that we necessarily have to elaborate a ton on. Uh, how close is it, though? Uh, I, think, I mean, I think it could be. So last year it was, what, a 17-point game? Yeah, it's not 30. really – it was like 14 to 3 in the COVID year with Joey Gatewood playing quarterback. Like, that's probably as close as it's been in the Stoops era. It was at 11 points, um, which didn't even feel like it was that close. <laughs> how, well, how close was it when they won the year Jeff Bidette 
bobbled that ball and ended up getting picked off. Uh, Georgia kicked a field goal at the buzzer to win, right? So, That's right, yep. Three-point game. Uh, so, yeah, that was the last time. And that was, uh, if we're being real, that was a different Georgia program at that point than what it is. I mean, I think they only won eight games that year. Uh, seven and five, I think, regular season. So, totally different juggernaut now. My questions with Georgia is probably more big picture than what it is necessarily for UK. Like, Georgia's defense will probably still be great, but it's not going to be what it was last year. I mean, how could it be with with how good that defense was? They have a really good supporting cast around Stetson Bennett, but like, can Stetson carry a team? And I don't. I'm not saying against UK, he's like going to have to carry him. He played very well against Kentucky last year. I'm talking more if you're talking Georgia repeat. Like, I have a hard time seeing anybody beating Alabama in particular. I'm not really seeing a repeat in the in the cards for Georgia with Bennett at quarterback, but maybe I'm just uh, not giving him as his respect. I did I did see Shawnee he cut his hair. It looks like he's got a. Did you see his haircut? I haven't. He's like shaped. He's not like bold, but he's he doesn't look the same. <laughs> Stetson's looking different. So I've got them losing. I've I've got them beating Vandy. I have them losing to Georgia at home. I do think it's going to be a close game, and that is. It's, it's so late in the year that you'd like to think that that game will at least have some implications on the division. Like, it, it could very well decide the division again. And if it does, then Kentucky's right there having another good year, threatening double-digit wins in the regular season or threatening double-digit wins uh, when it comes to winning the bowl season. But I've got Kentucky losing to Georgia. I have them ending the year with a win versus Louisville and finishing the regular season at 10-2. and two. A mark that last year I really thought that they should have gotten yeah. to. I think that that's the only the only thing that I look back on from last year that's disappointing is I think they missed a huge opportunity to get to a much bigger bowl game had they just beaten Tennessee at home or not had the slip up and played so poorly on the road at Mississippi State. Uh, they were that close to getting there. This is a program that in the SEC, you don't know how many op- opportunities you're going to get to do that I like to think this time around, if they have that great start, they find a way to win those key road games early in September and the first one there on the road at Mississippi State or at, at Ole Miss, sorry, and then those two key home games. If they get through that stretch and they only have one loss, I like to think that this time around they find a way to cash in on that opportunity and go somewhere. I mean, it, it's great. The Citrus Bowl is fantastic, spending New Year's Eve and New Year's Day in Orlando, but they keep talking about these other steps they can take and, and winning the division is one of those steps. But even if you don't win the division, getting to that bigger bowl game, that feels like another step that it is realistic and they've been in that position to do it. And they just let it slip by last year. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, getting to ever, ever getting to the point where you can win the SEC East is always going to be really difficult, but you're right. You could get to a point where, you know, you could be in a new year six game at 10 and two, you could have been in the spot that Ole Miss was in last year you know if you would have just taken care of one more game i'm with you the one one note i'll make on louisville here before we wrap up um historically kentucky's had a tough time uh under soups i don't have it pulled up here uh i'd have to go back and find it the records and again when you're talking about uk right or wrong the way i choose to do it is like pretty much anything pre-2016 i don't even really count because kentucky was so bad and they were building i feel like 2016 on is you know that was Stoops's fourth year. A lot of his guys were upperclassmen that he'd recruited. From that point on, I think it's pretty much a fair evaluation of this program. They've had a hard time. I mean, playing Georgia takes a lot out of you. Um, 
Matter of fact, the last time, and this is, you know, two different programs again, but in 2017 in the same scenario where Kentucky played Georgia the week before Louisville, Louisville came into Kroger Field and, and crushed Kentucky. That was with Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, a lot different scenario. Um, still point stands, like, it's it's tough to, to play, and especially if the if that Georgia game is in a spot where, like, you could potentially go to the SEC championship if you win, there's going to be a lot of buildup again, just like 2018. If you lose – you know, I think I think they'll get back up for Louisville the next week just because of the game. But like, still, I think it's a real possibility that you could have a letdown the following week. The one thing I would say too about Louisville's schedule is Louisville closes the year. Um, the two games before Kentucky, I, I can't remember the exact order, but the the opponents are Clemson and NC State, two teams that are probably going to be top fifteen or at least top twenty five easily. Uh, I'm not sure where NC State's going to land, but two teams that are those are probably the two best teams in the ACC this year. I would say. NC State and Clemson, and they have to play them right before Kentucky. So that's a tough stretch as well for Louisville, regardless of Kentucky playing. It's not like some years where, like last year, they played Duke right before one of the worst teams in the Power Five, and Kentucky played New Mexico State, maybe the worst team in the FBS. Won't be a situation like that this year. Both teams are going to be tested uh, coming into this game. But, yeah, so I have them nine and three then. And, uh, you know, I had a hard time, I guess, picking which ones I actually thought that would be – because I think it's just harder and harder these days to pick with, with where UK is to pick exactly where they're going to win, where they're going to lose. Like, I think they're good enough to be a, a nine win team. Could get to 10, could get to 11. Hell, maybe. Uh, the way I look at it, Sean, and this will be my final kind of comment on it the only way I'll be disappointed with this season is if they win fewer than eight. I think it's where I've settled on it. Because if you go seven and five, then you're probably only going to win three conference games, which would mean you know, you lost a couple of games that you shouldn't have. And that would be a step back. I think you could legitimately say it's a step back. But if you got to eight and four and your four SEC wins, you know, you you win um, against Vanderbilt, Missouri, South Carolina, Mississippi State, maybe those are the four games you win. And your losses are at Florida, at Ole Miss, at Tennessee, and against Georgia. Like, you know, it's hard to really knock you too much, right, if those are your four losses. So, that's kind of how I view it. Um, at least get the eight wins, four wins in the league. Anything less than that, it'll it'll be a surprising step back, I think. So I'm not expecting that to happen, but you can't totally rule it out either. No, you can't. And and my takeaway here would be this, and, and maybe you agree with it. I don't think there's a game on the schedule that they can't win. And I'm even going to throw Georgia in there because it's at Kroger Field late in the year. If Will Levis lives up to the hype, then you've got a quarterback that can make plays with his arm and make plays with his legs. Being at home, I just don't see any game on here where if Kentucky just plays excellent, that they can't win. Yeah, any given so that that's that's my biggest takeaway. And and that I I still I I think this might be the first year where I've actually felt that way. I, I didn't I didn't think even the success that they had a year ago that they could really go to Georgia and win against that Georgia team. That Georgia team was just dominant. And I just – I feel like that that this time around, it being at Kroger Field, I just don't think there's a game on the schedule that you just look at and circle and say, yep, Kentucky doesn't have a chance when they line up for four quarters against that team in that environment. And it wouldn't shock me if if they lose to Florida and then went on the road in Knoxville and get to – if 10-2 if, mm-hmm. if and two, ten and two is 10-2 and two regardless to me how it looks. Like I, I think that it could look diff- a, lo- a number of different ways – when you look at the schedule, but I'm confident that this team finds a way to get to nine, but I'm a little bit more confident this time around that they have a better shot at getting to 10. 
I just think that this team just has a ton of talent. I think that the quarterback position is, is significantly better than what it was a year ago. You've got that experience there. If Rodriguez is a go for majority of the schedule, I think it even it increases the chances, you know, even better. But I think the overall position at wide receiver, you don't have Wondell Robinson, but I think you've got a lot of dudes that can make a lot of plays for you. You're healthy at tight end. You've got some difference-making guys there at that position. And I like the defense. I, I think that this is a team that's built to win nine with a shot at winning 10, maybe 11, if they sneak in, uh, and get one of those that we picked them to lose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is going to be, uh, I think, a really exciting season. And I'm looking forward to it. Like we said in the intro, it's less than a month from now. Uh, fan days on Saturday, hopefully, uh, weather permitting. So just got to stay healthy is the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, we're about to run out of time here, but like the, if Levis is top 10 draft pick good, Will Levis, then like, yeah, I think the sky's the limit for this team. You, you can legitimately win every single game. I do too. As always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 